Hello everybody and welcome to Empty Reviews. That's right, the little sideshow that I did about six months ago is coming back. Actually, he's been back for about like three weeks now, or four weeks, about a month. The only thing is, I have been doing it in the Empty Opinions YouTube channel, which is you should subscribe to as soon as possible. But So the way that started was, I wanted to bring back Empty Reviews, and I, and I was thinking like, ways to make content exclusive to certain platforms so for youtube i wanted to have a youtube only show for the podcast feed i wanted to have podcast feed only like audio only shows same with twitter and instagram you know igtv things like that so at first i was just doing video reviews on the youtube channel but then i started to look at the analytics of uh my podcast little the little that there are and i was seeing that a lot of the listens that I was getting were from the audio reviews that I was doing. Granted, I mean, my most viewed video on the YouTube channel is an empty review, but still, you know, I was thinking, what if I just keep it audio friendly? And I mean, the YouTube channel gets plenty of content with the clips that I put on there, right? So I just want the podcast feed to have more content. So that's why I'm bringing empty reviews back. And the way I'm going to bring it back is by talking about Tory Lanez's new album, The New Toronto 3. So let's talk about like Tory Lanez's like past year has been incredibly successful, right? So, I mean, the run that Tory Lanez has been in started, I believe it started when, if we want to really go back to when it really started, I think it started when he started, when he battle rapped or when he uh, did, uh, it wasn't a diss track battle, right? When he was, you know, in a, a diss track, a fucking, how do you say hip hop beef? When he wasn't beef or not real beef, but just, dropping diss tracks against Joyner Lucas and he won and everybody was kind of shocked by that ever since then people have known that he can rap but then like about a year after that he dropped uh Chick Tape 4 one of his most popular like serious uh, mixtape series as he said um and that I mean not only was that album amazing like it was one of my favorite albums of the year but also you know really brought uh, a lot of attention to Tory Lanez as an R&B artist, which, uh, which was very smart considering we had just seen, you know, with the beef against uh, Joyner Lucas that he was a good rapper. So it was good for him to show that he also has an R&B side. And I mean, all the R&B songs were, were great. If you don't know the concept of the Chick Tape series, it's basically just sampling an old song and redoing it. But now for Chick Tape 4, what he did was invited the original artist from the songs that he's sampling. And he did that for every single song. And it was great. And I mean, people loved it. Some of the singles from that were really big. Like one of the most popular songs that Toy Lanez has is the song called The Take, uh, which is a sample of Take You Down by Chris Brown featuring Chris Brown on the, on the new song. So whatever. I'm getting too much into the details of that album, right? So that comes out and it's getting a lot of praise. I mean, it really is, right? So now we're counting two things that he's going to run with, right? With the with rapping and diss tracks against certain rappers. And then, you know, um, R&B with the R&B album. And then now he drops the new Toronto 3, which makes sense because he usually drops those two side by side. And the new Toronto, the series is supposed to be just a kind of like a rap you know, the rap answer to the R&B side that he did with Chick State. So now, you know, now that's where we're at. He drops a new Toronto 3 and um, is, I think it's just as good as Ch the Chick State album. Obviously, very different. But in terms of the quality, 
of what he's done and what he's going for. I mean, he. It. I feel like in that kind of level, if you want to look at it that way, I think it's just as good as six eight four. I mean, you know, when I first listened to the album, right, I kind of left it in the background as I was like doing homework. Right, so I wasn't really paying much attention to it, but I could tell it was good because I put it on replay for a good four or five times. The songs went through, you know, song by song. It, it, it went really smoothly and, you know, really fast. I was like, damn, that's a full album through, even though the album's about like 45, 50 minutes. So that's when I knew that the album was probably going to be good just in general. But when I stopped and listened to each individual track, I mean... It actually surprised me how quality this album is and how good like the individual songs are. Cause I don't know, for some reason I was expecting the new Toronto three. Oh, and I didn't even mention Quarantine Radio is probably the biggest show on IG on IG Live, on Instagram Live, you know, during this quarantine. Um, that's another W right there. So another run that he's that another thing that he's been really successful at is his radio show, which led to this album. Right, it was kind of promoting this album in a, in a slight way, you know what I mean. But since I knew that he was doing, um, you know, that since I knew that it almost felt like a like promo for the album, like Quarantine Radio, I was just thinking, no, he's probably just putting it out. Actually, no, I thought Quarantine Radio kind of just organically happened, and then he just decided, all right, let's drop the album now. Right, that's what I thought. So I wasn't expecting much quality music from it. I just thought, let's just put this out there and, you know, take advantage of this insanely popular show that's going on on Instagram right now. But it turns out this is actually a very well-crafted album, just not only in in the quality, but the variation of not only rapping to R&B rapping in a way. You know what I mean? So... I'll, I'll go track by track, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I've re-listened to this album and focused on it. And, like, each song sounds very specific. And I can put the name to the song, you know what I mean? It's not like the songs blend over completely. Like, they're all... It's, like, well-structured. I think the album is well-structured. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can kind of remember your song. So, you start again with Pricey and Spicy, which is kind of like a banger. You know, I think Tory Lanez is really running with the formula that he and... McMill started when they did the intro for McMill's album Dreams Worth More Than Money. I think that's what the album was called. And that the song that was using Creed, you know that song with the really crazy uh like uh like or um how do you say like classical music intro or classical music sample. So now I think Tory Lanez in this album at least there's like three instances where he does that like anthemic, like classical music sampled banger. And he starts off the album with Pricey is Spicy, which I thought it was great. And listening in my headphones, like, the fucking bass on this, album, on this song is insane. Like, it really hits you and gets you hyped. So I fuck with that. Then you move on to the Coldest Play- Playboy, which is a much more chilled song. And shows, I think, this different side of Tory Lanez that I have seen before. You know what I mean? This is more, like, laid back. Like, you know, the Coldest Playboy, I think that's... a perfectly fitting title for this song it's just very laid back and just kind of haunting in a way it's just kind of like a very cold song that's why i say the title is very apt uh for the song then we'll move on to stupid again where he again he's back to a a a banger so i would say maybe not the most well-structured song but it definitely flows in a way that doesn't feel like there's any filler and i don't think there's any filler on this album honestly 
uh, except for the last three tracks, but I'll get into that in a second, right? So then we go to Stupid Again, which is probably the biggest song of this album so far, non-single song. It's like, a, again, a super anthemic uh, song, very catchy. Then he, then you move on to song number four, Ten Fucks, with Mansa, who is somebody who totally signed an R&B artist who, whose verse I actually like quite a lot. I like his voice, and I like the R&B singing that he does. But this is more of an R&B type rap song. You know what I mean? Like, I remember for the longest when I was just listening to it, I was like, this just doesn't fit with what the new Toronto 3 is supposed to be, which is just a rap mixtape. But then I realized this was just, it's still rap. It's just like an R&B tinge rap song. And the reason I realized that was when I was listening to Penthouse Red, which is also like an R&B type song, but there's still plenty of rap in it. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll let it go. You know, at first I didn't know, I didn't think it should belong, but there's enough rapping that I feel like it's not completely taking me out of the, you know, context of this album. Then you move on to Dope Boy's Diary, which I I mean, this is one of those first songs where um, he's like truly, let me play a little bit of it. If I can, if this lets me, let's see if it does. Yeah. So this is more of like a inspirational, uh, I just needed to hear the beginning and I can already remember the song. So this was more, I mean, here's the thing. The rapping throughout this whole album is really, really fucking good. It's one, what I got to say, and it's very varied and it's different types of rapping. There's like cool rapping. There's just, you know, different flows that you probably heard before. And I can't, you know, not say that. I mean, songs like pain and um and letter to the city no mainly letter to the city too i mean they just remind you of drake right and there's something like and i guess i should address this now i mean there's something that Tory Lanez has been you know accused of a lot it's just stealing certain flows or types of music like being a chameleon in a bad way you know in this album i didn't hear much really there's only two songs that are kind of blatantly obvious that he's co- copying somebody else's flow with broken a minute. He's purposely copying Enelie Chapa's Enelie Chapa's flow. Right. And then in the letter to the city two, the way he's rapping is just fucking uncanny to Drake. Right. So those two songs, I'm like, okay, he's, he's kind of copying, copying, you know, styles, but everything else just sounded like good rap. I mean, dope boy's diary. Let me go back to this. I mean, this is just a, pretty good look into Toyland's life or backstory, which I don't feel like he has really talked about enough, or I guess made it a, put a big focus over it, right? Because if you listen to his first two albums or the first album where there's like 50 fucking skits or whatever it is, there's supposed to be a story there where he's kind of telling his rags to riches story, but he doesn't really focus on specific things. And I think that's why he's doing with the new Toronto three and, and specifically in dope boys diaries. Then you can go to accidents happen, which is supposed to be kind of very trendy, almost poppy rap. So that is probably my least favorite song on the album. If I'm being honest, just because he just felt like, you know, I still, in terms of a song is very well made. It's just the hook. I didn't like, I like little TJ, but everything else kind of just didn't fell flat for me. But in terms of a song, it wasn't really flat. Then Broken a Minute, I kind of talked about. Then an Elite Chapa inspired song. I think that's still my favorite song of the album, but it was a single. Um, but that song is just so damn catchy, man. I mean, just the sample of the 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 trumpet it is. Uh, hold on, let me play a little bit of it to remember what kind of instrument it was. 
Saxophone, yeah. The little saxophone loop is fucking super catchy. Then we move on to Pain, which is a very luxurious, if there's a way to describe this song, is very luxurious rap song. What a good, like, drawn out chorus and, like, very kind of sing songy. But what he's rapping about is just, you know, talking about his life again. Not necessarily the dope dealing part of it, as he claims, but just kind of the struggles that he's been through. Um, in the production, I mean, again, it, well, not again. Uh, this is going to be the first time I'm saying this, but there, there needs to be a bigger focus on this. The production of this album is what really makes this album thrive. Because, I mean, Tory Lanez, he's almost like a chameleon, like I said. So I feel like he can sound good in pretty much anything he's in. You know what I mean? He just He's just that talented that he knows how to approach different albums or different songs, different styles of music. Um... So it, I wasn't too shocked with Tory Lanez's performance, but the production just complements it so well in terms of rapping, and I just really loved. I mean, the production in every song is incredible, but especially in Pain, I think that was probably my my favorite, not my favorite song, but the most well produced song on the album. Then uh, you listen to Adidas, and play a little bit of that. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, this one's very like um, low key kind of, but still very much rap heavy. You know what I mean? I really like this. I mean, these are all like the rapping ability is really what makes this album for me. And it's almost like it's like the perfect rap equivalent to Chick State 4. If I'm being honest, it really is. It's, it's incredible how the quality is kind of very similar between those two things and how versatile as an artist you got to be to, you know, do that. But whatever. Uh, then Who Needs Love? A very kind of like. It's almost poppy-ish in a way, I think, just because of the melody and the beat. Like the weird, the, the piano or like the harp. What's the instrument that is used? Yeah, like the harp. That little harp is just kind of like too poppy-ish for me. The song is still good and it's kind of catchy a little bit, but I don't really, it kind of wore off on me. Then you move on to Do The Most, which is kind of like a, like a, stri- like a, like a strip club banger, I would say. It's definitely like a strip club banger. With the the claps and you all in claps, they were like, you know what I'm talking about? Those claps. I mean, very similar to um, um, what's the song? Uh, you know, Kiki in my feelings by Drake. Very similar to that kind of style. And hopefully now you understand what I'm saying with that kind of style. That's what it goes into. Um, and you know that's what do the most is. And you know, as much as that, that's the type of song it is, like a twerk song almost. If you want to minimize what the song is it still has a level of quality in in its in the the level of dynamicness it's definitely not a word how dynamic the word the the, the song is you know it, it was actually impressive because you know there's like a part near the end there, it goes through a lot of different phases the song which i enjoyed and it varied it enough for me to actually like it and be engaged with it and actually sound like a good song despite it obviously being just a twerk song so I appreciated that. Then Penthouse Red is the other like R&B tinge song, which I think is actually way better than Ten Fucks. I feel like Ten Fucks is kind of simple. This one's more, you know, well orchestrated as a song. And then Letter to the City too is just. I think that might actually be my favorite song on the album, just because of how fucking honest this man is. I mean, the honesty in this song is incredible, and I think that's something that is starting to become kind of unique to Tory Lanez and I think it's starting to show in him developing his style 
is that he can be super honest. And I think, especially in the, the songs that where he's kind of rapping, I think that's actually something that not a lot of people are doing. Like, in terms of rappers, like suit, like where it just feels genuine. Like what it just feels like what he's saying. It's not only completely true, but he probably shouldn't be telling you it. That's how transparent it is. That's something because that, he did that with another song in the past album, uh, where he the song where he talked about like fighting with uh, Travis Scott in the in the making up with Drake. Like he's this is the second time he's done that, and I think he should keep doing it because I feel like this is starting to become more of his style, at least in terms of rapping. And that's not the last song of the album, which I don't believe. Although I, although this album is not the deluxe version on the last three songs, don't say bonus. I feel like you can kind of tell that this was the last song on the album and the next three songs are just bonuses. It just feels like it. You know what I mean? Like the way the album flows, it just totally feels like that was bonus. And I guess if I want to theorize as to why that was, I would say the reason for this was because, you know, even in the lyrics to the letter to the city too, he proclaims that this is his last album in the, uh, in the label deal that he's in. So he's going to be independent after this album drops. Right. So I'm wondering if like the label was like, you need three more songs. 13 is not enough music. Maybe there's a thing with the runtime or whatever. It's like, we need this album to be at this runtime, like 45 minutes oops, or something like that. Right. And that's why he had to add three more songs and probably couldn't call it bonus tracks because the deluxe version of an album is separate from an actual album. But in my head, Canon letter to the city two is the last song on the album. And then back in business, back in business, DND and message for God's children were just, bonus songs and i would say the reason for that is they just feel like bonus tracks like they, the quality is not even equal to the 13 prior songs you know what i mean that's how i know these were like bonus tracks they kind of just threw in there because even what they talk about or the way like the hooks the lyrics it would just wasn't as well crafted as the past 13 songs were so that's why i just think these were bonus songs again i have no idea i'm probably right though i feel like i'm pretty close to being right on that because he really wanted to get out of his deal after this album so i'm sure he did whatever he could to make that happen and probably adding those three songs was what needed to be done but um yeah that's my review almost my fucking breakdown track by track of this album one of my favorite albums of the year let me see i think it's in my top five as of right now and i guess if i'm gonna do music reviews i might just talk about my what my top five is at the at the moment and kind of just do a run through of that. You know, my top five albums, not EPs. This is excluding EPs. My top five albums of the year so far are The Weekends, After Hours, Stove God Cooks, Reasonable Drought, a very un- unknown rapper who's amazing, Lil Uzi Vert's Eternal Take, which I know a lot of people didn't love as much as I did. Dua Lipa's future nostalgia. I mean, just see the range right there. Right there. Where the fuck goes from Lil Uzi Vert to Dua Lipa? I do, bitch. That's um number four because that's just pop perfection. And then Tori Lynch's The New Toronto 3 jumps in there as my top five as of right now. Because just the quality of rap music that he's doing on this is just incredible. Uh, yeah, that's my empty review for... Tory Lanez is the new Toronto 3. It feels good to be back. I like talking about things I like talking about. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, I guess the schedule will be like, I'm going to be posting new empty reviews every Wednesday at 10 a.m. That's when it's actually, no, 
the actual episode is gonna go up like at 6 a.m. like or maybe 8 a.m. I don't know one of those times 6 a.m. the audio is gonna come out at 6 a.m. and I'm gonna post about it on my socials at 10 a.m. but if you want to listen to a new empty review every Wednesday on the podcast feed only audio only that's how you can get it and that's when you can get it and that's it so until the next empty review thank you guys so much for listening